This episode of Catch the Craze is brought to you by... Eager Raven returns to Kickstarter in its first trade paperback, collecting issues 1 through 4 in one full-color volume. Eager Raven, heir of the first unicorn, is the story of a unicorn princess exiled into the mortal realm after she is betrayed by her elf prince husband-to-be, dragons overtake her kingdom, and how she trains to become a knight with the help of an unusual trio of blacksmiths. It's a mature audience telling of the classic hero's journey with a soap opera twist. So check out Eager Raven, heir of the first unicorn, volume one today. What's up, George? What's going on in the house of craze tonight? In the House of Craze tonight, we have a very close friend of the show, Miss Daphne Lay. She's going to be talking to us about Eagle Raven, Air of the First Unicorn, Volume 1, Trade on Kickstarter. Coming up next. Let's get it. Show for independence all around, giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote to your fans with the dream of Medina and Sam the Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your man to listen to us on the go. Updated every week, we never miss a day. Join the squad, come on in. It's time to catch the craze. If you are an independent, catch the craze. Making moves on your own, catch the craze. On your grind in the streets, catch the craze. Join the movement. Catch the craze. Yeah, George, we did it again. Come on now. Now you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Crazy Podcast. I'm your host with the most sip, the crazy man, Vera, and I am with George the Dreamer, Medina. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. That cracks me up every time. Another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. We are live tonight. It is September 6th, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. here in New York City. And uh, in uh, in Texas, it is 8 p.m. But if you are joining us from... It's 7? That's right. If you're joining <laughs> us from anywhere else in the world and you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the channel. Give us a like, comment below, hit that bell so that you know when we are going live. Word. And uh, yeah, and join us. Help us get to 1,000. We're at 625 right now. So thank you very much to Word. every single one of you who come on, check us out. And thank yes. you for everyone who's watching right now. At, right before we bring in Miss <laughs> Daphne Lage, George the Tatcha. Oh, yes. I came in the door. I mm. said it before. I never let the mic dragonize me no more. Oh. <laughs> I said, boom, guess who stepped Jeez. in the room? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Anyway, Woo. with that, shout out to said, Spider. Shout out to Spider wow. on Twitch. He's a gamer, he's an artist, and uh, he just recently subscribed to the channel. Spider. He's been on my live streams. Um, Spider, I didn't forget you. I will be drawing that character that you what you recommended. I got you. I got you. Good stuff, brother. Good stuff. What's and up, based up in the house? What up, Paul? Oh, big announcement. We're gonna talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, what Paul's got going on, but uh, but yeah, Sammy. So what 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 you got going on? I know you have you have exciting news in about exciting. what I don't know, nineteen days, sixteen days, no, fourteen oh, days, oh, 14. fourteen days. Diablo, math is all off. What up? 14 yes. days. Yes. The launch of issue numero three. 
Yes, I Chihuahua. Have you signed up yet? First of all, thank you, thank you, thank you to the 123 of you who signed up. This is crazy. It's a record for Duty. Um, Duty is exciting. He's you know he's just waiting for you to turn those pages on I Chihuahua. Where he finally gets into the house and he meets Herman, who thinks Duty's a talking jalapeno. Get eso. What is that? And uh, let's see. You have the government after Duty. You have um, the Chihuahua. You have some bees. You get a whole lot of stuff going on there. But that's not all. There's also, it's a double feature. It's a double feature. And this one is Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. I just finished the book today. It's going out to get proofed um, tonight. And uh, so it's a double feature. Duty's Monsters is a standalone story. It's, a, it's the first of uh, three issues. And um, it is a stretch goal. Um, and if it's unlocked, you add it to your basket. It's going to be fun. It's crazy. It's a lot of stuff. And um, if... Uh, What's up, Indie Comics Network? Indie his ass. What up, What's going on? Um, I always read it as it is, and then um, then I'm like, oh, then I remember the name behind it. Um, <laughs> I know it's hard to keep up, man. I know. Keep up I always read it out. They're like, it's me, Sam. I was like, oh damn. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I'm excited. 123 people have signed up. Trying to, you know, we're trying to take it as far as we can before we launch. Um. And I have some surprises, bro. I got some goodies in the bag. You're going to have to be there for the live launch on the 20th right here on Cast the Craze Podcast, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's some crazy stuff. And if we're funded on the night of the live launch, I'm going to raffle off an original painting. I'm going to raffle off a T-shirt. Um, it's going to be some cool stuff. And uh, so you want to be there. It's going to be fun. But there's some really good goodies in the basket. Um, doing the last two conventions, I got a lot of good ideas from families from parents so uh i'm incorporating some of those things on this campaign so wait till you see it's gonna be fun that's right that's right we have uh we have that going on make sure you sign up if you haven't done so yet do so right now right Word. now get in there and sign up link is in uh, the chat i'm sure it's gonna yes, be sir. on there if it's not already yes where's Vanna? Uh, Herman! <laughs> Herman, now Herman's getting blamed. Damn. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I know, I know, I know. Can you believe this is what? Episode 460? Yeah, folks. Crazy, oh, bro. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? That that's been in a in a few, uh, a few episodes. She's got she may be the one you, that's been in the most. I mean, she yeah. was back, she was on the episode back, episode number 167, two years ago. When Live at the, the Comic Con, right? No, no. When we brought the show back, this is when oh. we were, and this is, I'm talking about when we brought it back. Oh, when we brought it back because she was on the show obviously before yeah. that. Then she she came on here episode 224, which was about a year ago. She had um she had stuff going on. Then she came on 281, 402, 460. So you know she's uh, you know what it is. It's like it's like it's like the building where you know from the episode of Friends where everybody lives in the same building and she just comes over for dinner. That's basically what it is. You know, it's like, hey, I'm coming over. All right, let's do this. You know, and Daphne's also uh, been an official sponsor and is the official sponsor of this episode and a few more episodes of Cast of Craze. So she's a, she's uh, she knows she knows how to play the game. She plays to win. You know, and uh, so she has the secret sauce. So if you like to cook, you go into her kitchen because she has the secret sauce. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. That's right. That's right. So just on uh, other stuff that's going on behind the scenes with us. First of all, I want to give a big shout out. Paul Hayden is in the chat. He is chilling. He has ASAP Imagination is his nice. uh, handle on Instagram. You guys want to check that out because we are working with Paul on a story called Word. Animatronic. 
And uh, this is very this this is a little different. So basically, what Paul has done is he's uh, he's managed to convince nine of us to, <laughs> <laughs> to write bamboozled. And I did that. that. Played a straight yeah. one up. Yeah. It was one of those uh, things where you're drinking at the table. And he's like, "Oh, you're gonna write that script, right? Yeah, I got you." Then, and then the next morning, you got that you got the document on your that steps. It goes, "All right, begin." I'm like, "Begin what?" <laughs> you agreed to this. He's good. He's good. No, but all jokes aside. So he has this idea for a, for an anthology. Uh, basically, and it's an anthology because it's nine different writers, nine different artists working on a project. But the project is for one single story. So what's going to happen is he just wrote the first ten pages of a story called Animatronic. On Saturday, on his IG. So you guys want to follow him on IG? On Saturday, he's going to go into a hat. And he's going to pull a name out of a hat. Now, one of the names that he's going to be pulling, it's going to be either Sam's, it's going to be mine. Uh, he's got a few other people. And let me just give him a quick shout out. Angus Day, L.A. Cunningham, Chess, D.W. Howard, uh, Lucy Shaw, Dre the Brute Daniels, Endless Mile Studios. I mean, he's got he's got some... He's These got names some sound like sitcom characters. I'm telling you. <laughs> sounds like the story right there. So he's going to pull out one of those names. And that person now has to write the next 10 pages in, uh, in 10 days, or I think it's every two weeks, uh, Paul, correct? Every two wrong. weeks, yes. He's going to pull out another name out of the hat, and that person has to take over from wherever that last writer yes. wrote the 10 pages. So we're going to be passing this along, and then once the story's finished, then he's going to have nine artists drawing these pages. So uh, if you want to get down, if you're an artist and want to get down, make sure you follow uh, Paul over at ASAP Imagination on Instagram um, or email him at asapimagination at gmail.com and let him know you want to get down. So that's going to be fun. That's going to yes. be a good if time. If he happens to pull my name on, on the hand on Saturday, I won't know about it till Monday because I'll, I'll be away. <laughs> so George, you just got to DM me and let me know. Yeah, you're next, buddy. Um, yeah, so that's happening. That's fun. We're, we're, we, we got involved with that. Big shout out to him. And it's going to, just so you guys know, the... Um, the final product will then be sold, obviously, and all proceeds are going to go to a charity called Free Arts NYC. Free Arts NYC empowers youth from under, uh, underserved communities through art and mentoring programs to develop their creative, their creativity, confidence, and skills to succeed. FreeArtsNYC.org. So all the proceeds from the book that are that sold will then go to that charity to help support free arts. Word. It, city so thank you very much paul that was all him and we're looking forward to it it's a nice uh it's a nice project to be involved with and we're happy to do it so that's going to be happening in the next few months that's going to be fun also if you haven't done so yet morgan quaid is a friend of the shows also he's got a podcast called uh what is it called it's called um you were just on it yeah i was just on it and i'm looking for the name of it now <laughs> I'm an old man. It's going to be fun. Thank you both. Yes, it is, sir. Uh, the very occasional podcast <laughs> with Morgan Quaid. I was just on the yo, fun, fun, uh, fun show. You guys got to check it out. His editing that he, he does on these podcasts is hysterical. He's a very funny guy. Yes. So check out the very occasional podcast. Yes, on I'll YouTube. be on it. I'll be on it um, in October. Yeah. So check that out. Uh, the next, his next uh, person is going to be Shaden Dew. She's coming on in a few days. Premieres you nine do? twelve. How you do, Shaden? Shaden do, uh, but yeah, check that out. That was fun. That was a lot of fun to do. And I will be on with the nerds later on, talking She Hulk, talking uh, 
I saw the Lord of the Lord Rings. Lord of the Rings is fire. Uh, okay. Yo, you whack. You, I don't want to hear it. No, no, no. It. It's not. Listen, stop. It's, it, yo, stop. Stop. Calm yo, down. Relax. Yo, Easy, fam. I want to hear it. Hater. Cogelo con take it easy. Fake man. news. Fake news. Bro, no. It's, I'm not saying it's not good. I'm not what? saying it's what? not good. It's just not my... You know, everybody's got their own thing. I, I'm not really into it. I was never into it. I'm just oh, not no. Nah, this is fire. I, it's, it's not my genre. I, I, don't, I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I do, however, like House of the Dragon. I am enjoying that. But This is beautifully, beautifully... But dude, Beautifully rendered. No, I mean, this. I will tell you this. No, it's it's beautifully. It looks beautiful, and the score is off the hook. Yeah. Like those, it looks like a motion picture score. Yeah. This, I mean, fifty-eight million dollars. I think an episode or something like that. I think it's some outrageous number that they have. I don't Damn. know. What, I mean, can I'm I be the sound budget. guy on that? Yo, dude, the their, That's it. Yo, their budget is off. If they can give some money to She Hulk, that would be great. Because <laughs> they could use some of that. For that she Hulk is just. She just just goofy. <laughs> She no, no, but even the visuals, like I'm just talking about the visuals, not yeah. even the story. The visuals, like out of control, insane, dude. Insane. Took it took Lord of the Rings to another level with visuals because Lord of the Rings, the, the the film by Peter Jackson was brilliant. This took it to a whole nother level. What they did with this was fantastic. But, but I, I will say, Lord of the Rings set the bar for CGI even when yes. that came out. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Anita. House of the Dragon is totally epic. This last episode that just passed, off the hook. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Peter Jackson, what he did back then, and this was what, 2000, early 2000s? So I mean, yeah, what year did that come out? So what, what he did with that movie set the bar for what CGI was going to look like in movies yeah. moving forward from there, right? Now it looks like this show, for example, is doing the same for streaming. And I don't know, and I don't know that a lot of streaming services can 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 compete because I don't think that they can afford it. No, because it like, got, he got they got Jeff Bezos' money. So you know, money, it got bro. Bezos. He's like, yo, just make it, make it happen. I'll tell you this: that is a rich story with tons of characters, and there are so many stories within the story. Yeah, I love, I love I her. I love her, bro. What's the name? I forgot <laughs> I her name. The Elf. She is fantastic. I love the way they're pacing her character. I love I loved the uh, the uh, the relationship between um, the dwarf and the elf, um, and uh, how he was so upset that he wasn't there for his uh, the birth of his child and, and married his wife. I I just love those stories within the stories. I thought it was I just I'm enjoying every minute of no, it. I'm I, like, that, yo, this. I, is I, I, I was watching that and I was like, yep, Sam's probably right now <laughs> under his blanket. I'm like, hurt the me. This thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I love it, I love it. That's I was it. like, yeah, not not for me. I, I, it's but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, and if you like this genre, you're gonna love it. Like, Dude, yeah. all I know is that I was talking. I was like, I'm freeze framing things. I said, like, how can I capture a scene like that in my comic? I was like, what you know, like every time, I'm like look at that, look at that angle, look at that. I'm like, I was just like, oh, I kept pausing. It was just beautiful. <laughs> What's up, Aurelis in the house? Aurelis in the house. Well, listen, it's a, you know, yes, we're at the 15 minute mark. Why don't, why don't we bring her in, man? Let's let's talk. Let's, let's bring talk in the guest of honor. She's been waiting, you know, to kill the game as she always does. Look, independent, stand back because you know, we're bringing in the real one. Let's get this done. Welcome, definitely. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's like, look, the, the, the secret sauce is that I microwave everything. That, that's that's what it is. Microwave. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some people jealous right now. Oh, right okay. All right. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's that, right. Yeah, like you and Sam. Topic. Yeah, I was like you, Sam, right. and like three other people that's were right. lucky enough to get. To get preview copies of Listen, the, yes, the trade I, paperback, I got it. I got to say, it didn't stop me from pledging to the new one. So oh, thank you, thank I you very much. I yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to get because this one, 
this one isn't the final version. So I, I like to right. compare. I like to see right. how where you there's go. Some what slight, you did. Yeah, there, there's some you know slight changes. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know, it's like it, it well, look, when I got that from the printers, it, it is like I go, oh, it's perfect. I just have to do a couple of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. perfect, but it just needs a little tweak. Exactly, exactly. Oh man, Dad, thank you uh -huh. so much for being on the show tonight. Thank you, you are a thank repeat you. offender. You're a repeat yes. offender. <laughs> just like Law and Order. Yes. Yes. You do you do manage to 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 stumble uh, into the craze from time to time. You know, um, like, but, like you said, we live in the same building. Actually, no, it. we don't. But, <laughs> but you know, it's like, we always it. end up in each other's house anyway, right? There you go. No, but thank you so much. Welcome back. This thank is you. your what is this? This is the fifth campaign yes. for Eagle Raven, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm I don't know. It's like I'm actually a little surprised I made it this far. It, it felt just like yesterday I was launching the first issue and like no. Well, <laughs> well, listen, the last time you were here, it was May, okay? Yeah. And you mm -hmm. had the other campaign going on, issue yeah. four. And at that time, you mentioned that you were working on issue number seven. Yes. So where are you right now? Oh, okay. Well, time? since then, since then, I learned um, a lot about scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I figured, and, and um, what happened was that I learned that my schedule might have been a little too ambitious. So okay. I had to make a little adjustments. Uh, but right at this moment, um, I have, I am four pages away from completing issue six in terms oh, of having it flatted and, and everything. So all I have to do is just color. So I just have to finish inking the first four pages, the last four pages of issue six. Issue seven is completely uh, penciled. So then, then I'm just going to start moving on to that one. And then I am 21 pages in on issue eight. Uh, for you know, uh, layout wise, I haven't not not tight pencils, just the layouts. And my goal is to have most to have these books pretty much done uh, about before the end of the year, so that early next year I can proof those issues and volume two of the trade paperback. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, which I which I have the cover sketched out for the trade paperback as well. So, awesome. and, yeah, and the thing is, though, I had to tweak my schedule a bit because in the middle of everything, I had to write a novel. You had to. Yeah, I had, had to. to write a yeah, novel. So, um, so yeah, Fuck so you. I that that really kind of. Uh, <laughs> I, I that that really kind of made me rethink my schedule a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I just and the novel, which is the continuation of the fifteen issues of Eagle Raven, so mm. I'm literally start. I, it's literally an, a well, continuation of that, and I just finished that the other day. Sixty-seven thousand, about around sixty-seven thousand words. So, so okay. So I listen. Normally, we would go into tell us who you are, introduce yourself. Right. Listen, if you guys want to know that, go back to the four other episodes we have where Daphne tells you exactly <laughs> who she is, where she's from, or catch her on Mondays and Fridays on on your show. Uh, now you've guys changed the name of the show. Am I uh, well, no, well, we're still the Rage into the Vlogs yeah, show, yeah. but it was the network that we changed um, the name to. Um, it, it it just. It, you know, so, so we're still raging Two, like raging Two is still like kind of like the parent company. Got and it. then the indie, indie comics network is the name of our channel. So um, it was a strategic change um, that Nita made uh, because it's like just by making that one page, we went from page 15 to Google to 
page one on Google. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Listen, so big shout out to Lena, Nita yeah. Lanning. She's she's uh, she's the uh -huh. brain. She's yes. the brains yes. back there. So big shout out uh -huh. to her. And make sure you guys check out. Indie she's the brain Network. and the and the brawn. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. I, just, I just feed her the graphics. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know. I just feed her the graphics to the network both. to make it look so, pretty. You know, she right. she gotta feed She's got both. the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I, but I say that because I have so many questions, Daph, mm -hmm. about your sure. process, your creative process, yeah. you know, the story itself. I definitely want to dive into Eagle Raven because it's a very fun story. And it was just funny because we were just talking about Lords of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And like I said, and I was telling Sam, my my thing is in elves. I, I'm, right. not, I'm not into elves, dwarves, right. and all this other stuff. Uh -huh. But this story doesn't feel like it's just about elves and stuff like that. Right. I think what I like about it is that it's centered in reality in a, a little bit. You call it a right. soap opera. In, right, yeah, in yeah. So did you purposely do it that way so that people like me wouldn't be like, eh, it's elves, let me just not read that? Like, what was your strategy behind writing? Well, um, well, the funny thing about it is that when I, I, I specifically remember when um, I, I was really putting the story together, there was two things that I really wanted to kind of get in the story is that I was a little tired of the the stereotype of elves being this really like ethereal, you know, oh, this, uh, you know, race and whatnot, that everything they do and flowing hair and whatnot. Oh. I wanted to do a story where the elves are actually assholes. <laughs> Job well done. Job well done. You know, so, uh, so yeah, so that's that's one. And with the dragons, um, at the time, there was um, this whole thing. I don't know. When I was doing it, this whole thing again about dragons being a noble race and whatnot. And I took the same thing with that, where it's like, you know, it's like where it's like, okay, like the elves and the dragons are kind of like not noble races whatsoever. Um, so that was just, that was just me messing around with, you know, what I was seeing a little too much of at the time and, uh, just deciding to work with that in the story. Um, because it's like, I, I don't know the whole, it's like, you know, look, I, I love Lord of the Rings. It's like, you know, pretty much everything is, is based on this, uh, you know, is, is that's the foundation you for my work. Yeah, yeah. I can't, can't help, help it. it right. Yeah. But um, especially lately, though, I mean, it's like I'm a little uh, I, I've been more influenced by The Witcher, which is a little oh, bit yeah. grimier. I love The and, Witcher. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like so that. Yeah, um, like that. that that's kind of, you know, and also the thing is, too, is that, you know, like I, I write the story what I want to see, you know, what I want to read. And, and the thing is though, is like the thing with the Lord of the Rings is that there's just all encompassing story. It's about the great war and this, that, and the other thing. And, and what I wanted to do is write a more intimate story, you know, where it's about the characters and their relationships. There's like, there's this thing going on in the background, right? That, that there's this war that's percolating. But the thing is though, is that, the story is really not about that. You know, the story is about uh, pretty much kind of like a fish out of water type of thing where it's like you have Eagle Raven who's trying to maneuver her way in this world where magic exists, but it's like, depending on where you are, people are kind of into it or not into it. And in the end, it's like, you know, it's like no matter what happens, it's like she still has to fit in somehow. You know, yeah. it's like even before she can, you know, like even think of, you know, 
of getting back her kingdom. So it's like, you know, well, how does she, yeah, it's like, how does she live in this world that she's not familiar with, but there's also still a certain familiarity with it because, you know, everybody has friends, everybody has, you know, people, they, they react to and whatnot. So this shouldn't be the same. This, it shouldn't be any different. Yeah. It's just that, she's a half unicorn and it's like oh she doesn't quite fit in but you know it's you know it's it's kind of you know yeah it's like i just prefer a more intimate story and, and i guess because of that what i've noticed is that a lot of people relate to the story more because i'm not telling a big i'm not talking about big lofty ideas you know, I mean, no, but, but, not but, that the story's dumbed down. You know, no, no. I was, yeah. just, I was, I was yeah. just going to say that. Uh -huh. So because, and and that's what I wanted to ask about was the world right. building because you do have your own lore yeah. within yeah. the story. You have your own gods. Yeah. You have mm -hmm. your own. So you do have yeah. a rich story behind the story. Mm -hmm. Did you start? building the world before you even wrote a single issue of the book or are you building the world as you're writing your issues the, how, how do you work that out i i am i am a pantser what is what they call when it comes to writing it's mm -hmm. like there's a plan i think it's, like, it's called a planner or a pantser and i'm definitely a pantser i am i am constantly making stuff up as i go along <laughs> i mean usually i start off with an initial idea but but then it's like, it's as I go along, do I actually start putting things together? Uh, because the thing is, oh, lore is important no matter yeah. what kind of story that you yeah. do. Because, um, you know, there's this whole thing where people talk about, oh, fantasy needs to be realistic and this, that, and the other thing. It's like, no, it's not that fantasy needs to be realistic. Your lore has to make sense in the context of the world that you're writing in. Right. So, it's, and the thing is though, is that just because you're writing fantasy or anything doesn't mean that your story can be a free for all. Your story has to make sense. The rules of your world have to make sense to the reader, regardless of what it is, so that the story makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. So as I'm going along, I'm always trying to make sure that the rules, at, at least the rules of my world are consistent enough that the story is, you know, it, that the story works for anybody who, who comes into it. Um, like I said, I have this novel and that's kind of one of the things that um, Nita, Nita has, uh, is kind of beta, beta, beta reading it right now. Yeah. And I told her the thing that I really wanted to know is if, everything makes sense together you know that nothing kind of like feels like well why did you do this and yeah. where did this come from because you can get lost in that world right like, exactly if, if it's too big you can yeah. get lost well in right that and that's world. the thing too because it's like i've seen way too many people well they'll spend years world building and never write a single word of story I know. so that, you know? that's a yeah. that's a great um uh -huh. segue because how did you segment your 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 plotting out the story, um, you know. My approach is always where you know it's I I identify how many chapters and what the title and theme is per chapter, and then from that point on, I start with the building. How did you right. approach yours? Um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to. Well, you see, it, I, it's been so long since I wrote the script to the the 
the the comic book series i am trying to remember what exactly i did yeah. and honestly i think it was the equivalent of i had a lot of cool scenes in my head i go okay here are my cool scenes and you know and they're just random at this point and then i i look at them and i say okay how do these how do i put these scenes together mm-hmm. and then what i do is i start okay uh, now it's like let me start making the beats that i want to hit in the story and see where these these scenes fit in and then like eventually it all kind of starts to make sense um that's kind of what happened with the novel i had all these random scenes that you know they would just pop into my head and i would just write them down and put them to the side didn't really think about it until i got so many of them i literally was able to string a story together um, so it's, it's about the same thing with the comic from what I remember. It's just like I had these scenes and then it's like, OK, how do I knit these scenes together? And then, you know, and then it's like, OK, so here's the story. Now, how do I break it down per issue? And at what point did you decide that you wanted to write this, the, 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 your prose, that you wanted to convert your story into it? Um, where well, was the trigger? It, it, Oh, well, it wasn't, well, I, I'm not converting anything to prose, although honestly, it really w- did initially intend to be another comic book series. Um, th- there was a couple uh, a couple of things. So uh, prose was always something that I, I liked doing. I mean, technically, the first Ego Raven thing that I did was the, the short story that I wrote the prequel. Um, and then I went into the comic. Um, so the prose, like I said, it was originally supposed to be a comic, but the more I sat down, the more I was really working on it and, and, and setting up my schedule, I realized that if I wanted to tell my story, I can't, it's not feasible for me to do it as a comic. So do, I started like thinking about, okay, so how do I, so could I do it in prose? Would people who read comics convert to prose? If I, you know, it's like, you know, if I do enough illustration, so it's going to be an illustrated novel um, that, that this is going to be. Uh, The funny thing is that the more I started working on it, I realized it had to be a novel. Because if I did it as a comic, I would be telling a completely different story than what I wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. And prose allows me the format to tell the story that I wanted because there are just certain things that don't work as a comic um, that, you know, you can be a little meandering. You can be, you can, you can start, you know, you can kind of spend more time of characters, navel gazing and, and whatnot that you can't do in a comic or else one, it's going to be boring right. or, or two, it's just going to bloat up the story. Um, and you know, it's like, it, it just does, didn't work as a comic. Like the comic would have to be a completely different story, even though it's, it would technically be the same story, but it would be a different story than what I had wanted to tell. Um, because the comic would have had to have been more action oriented when the novel is more emotional centered. So in the end, it's like once I committed to an illustrated novel and it took me a lot of time going back and forth because I'm still a little concerned about that transition between comics to people buying a novel. But it's like, look, for me, it's more important to tell the story that I want than to kind of worry about those demographics. It requires requires two different mindsets, especially from a marketing approach. Yeah, But, but But I also think that's what you're doing. You're building your fan base through the 15 issues you right. build a fan 
base to transfer them to your point, Sam, so that 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 audience now becomes the audience that's going to read right. the book because they want right. more. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, though, it's like, and I know that there are going to pe be people who are going to go, oh, it's not a comic. I don't want to read that. That's right. too much reading. So I'm going to have to accept the fact that I'm going to have some losses with that. But yeah. honestly, if the, if they really are a fan of the story and a fan of the characters, eh, they're going to have to either push through that or miss out. Although uh, there are certain things that I, extra things that I know I have to do where it's like, if I do a novel, I definitely have to do an audiobook to go with it because then it's like, okay, if you don't want to read it, here's the audio version of it, which a lot of people find more accessible anyway. So it's it's just, yeah, it requires a little bit more thinking about it's like how I'm going to make this. I mean, it I'm not concerned about it not being viable. I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's like on one hand, I, I don't care very much about the audience per se, but at the same time, I want to make sure that I put out a product that they will enjoy and that it's like, you know, I'm not just doing it for an audience of one. I mean, it, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's just kind of weird the way I look at things when people are like, oh, it's like, well, you can't do this book like this because of the audience. And it's like, nah, the, the, this is how I want to tell the story. So either they're, they're on board or they're not. That's it. For those who just joined us, we are talking to Daphne Lay. She's got Eagle Raven, Air of the First Uni Unicorn Volume 1 on Kickstarter right now. So if you haven't done so, hit that link in our chat and check that out. You know, you, you're talking about an audiobook, book, uh, Daph, yeah. and I think that that would be very helpful for some of the names, as cool as they are. The yeah. pronunciation of the names always gets me. How did you come up with these names? Um, I, I, I just, I mean, it's like, it, usually what I do is play around with translators. Um, and I'm just, I, I just play around with, um, you know, I, I, yeah, it's like, I just play around with Google translate and, you know, say so it's like, okay, there's this particular word, what, you know, it's like, how would it sound? How would I combine it? You know, it's like that, that's kind of how, how I do it. I mean, the, the novel kind of really gets into that. Cause it's like, I use a lot of like combination, like Serbian and Norwegian words. And it, cool. it's kind of, you know, and, and it's like, and then it's like, there's the whole fantasy element, you know, you put a little apostrophe in there and you're good to go. You know? <laughs> it's like, but um, like on my website, I put a glossary for some of the words and, and I recently went back in to put in a pronunciation guide Nice, because um, I realized that I have been working on this books uh, on these comics for so long and the story for so long that I realized that not a lot of the words I never said out loud. Mm. Like it looked good on paper, but even I was like, wait, how do I say this? <laughs> so I had to, you know, so then it's like, okay, so I wrote down the pronunciations and then I, I, I made a, a uh, pronunciation guide on the glossary so that even more, you know, even as a reminder for myself. Yeah. You know, so there's, I mean, to use as an example, there's a, there's kind of like a gag with Eagle Raven's name where Eagle Raven is actually a phonetic pronunciation of what her name was supposed to be, but her mother couldn't pronounce it because it's mm. high Elvish and she doesn't speak high Elvish. And I got the idea, pretty much Eagle Raven has the Elvish equivalent of the name Aquafina. <laughs> You know, so um, 
so I so the, the way I got to that to that name was that I was re- looking at Welsh and Gaelic pronunciations and Swedish pronunciations where you know how kind of like it looks like it should be pronounced a certain way but then when you hear a native speaker say it it looks nothing like the words you're looking at so i was playing around with that idea and then that's how i got the explanation as to why eager raven's name is eager raven um it's just it's just a play on on that on pronunciation guides so um yeah it's like yeah just just play around with google trends (laughs) (laughs) you'll come up with names yeah exactly you know you just mush some words together until you get something that's awesome Uh so so this campaign uh that it's for the trade yes uh, for the first four issues Mm -hmm. of the book what are some of the things that people can expect within the campaign itself Oh, well, um, so this, yeah, so this is, like you said, this is the trade paperback collecting issues one through four of the, uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> of the uh, of the main uh, storyline, Air of the First Unicorn. And um, to tell you the truth, I'm actually a little surprised as to how the campaign is doing. I wasn't expecting a trade paperback to be doing this well. Hmm. So I just want to thank everybody for supporting it. I mean, I have a lot of regulars coming in and I have a lot of new people coming in. I wasn't expecting my regulars to come in uh, because, you know, they have the the first four issues already. So, um, so with the trade paperback, um, and well, because of that, I wasn't expecting it to kind of perform like individual issues. Um, I decided to do a couple of different things with the campaign, uh, which is offer up reprint variant covers well variant cover reprints of the first issue of eager raven because i can't do variant covers on a trade paperback it's just not feasible uh so um if you are kind of hesitant to back this campaign because you like collecting variant covers i have variant covers exclusive to this campaign um, I have, you know, I have this, so this is one of the, the variant covers. We had a friend of ours kind of semi come out of retirement. Um, he worked with us. Well, we worked with him on La Blue Girl, on Tenchi Muyu, on, uh, on Demon Beast Invasion back in CPM. I mean, we were, you know, to give a little context, we were kind of like the first people to do, uh, original manga, um, in the United States. So it was just really nice to get him back um, to do uh, some var- this variant cover. And, uh, you know, so it's like, so this is a reprint of issue one. And it has this variant cover, which is exclusive to the campaign. So whatever gets pledged on, whatever gets pledged, that's what I order. That's it. There's not going to be any extras um, at uh, at the end of the campaign. So if this is something, you know, and it comes in a virgin uh, uh, virgin cover and also a hollow foil. So if you want to get the set, you have to do it during the campaign because, like I said, I'm just going it, to. It's going to be exclusive to this campaign. Um, so that's, that's kind of thing. And also it's like, and also, uh, what I'm doing different too, is because since sketch covers are usually popular for me, again, can't really do that to a trade paperback. So I have sketch bookmarks. Um, oh, and also it's like, if, if we reach a hundred backers, um, we're going to add, uh, unlock this sticker that all the physical orders are going to get. And we're like nine people away from a hundred backers. So I'm really excited about that. But, um, yeah, so I have sketch bookmarks cause I figured this is a trade paperback. So you're going to need something anyway. Um, 
Actually, um, I have an example of that here. So this is an original Hold piece on. of artwork. Yeah. Screen. Hold on. Yeah. So this is an original piece of artwork. So as you can see right here, right? And it's in this uh, protective sleeve. It comes with a nice tassel. And you can literally use this as an actual bookmark on your trade paperback. So, uh, so this is one of the ways I'm kind of like playing around with offering you know, offering special things with a trade paperback um, that, you know, like would be easier to do on a regular issue because people kind of expect that. Mm -hmm. But with a trade paperback, it's like, okay, I have to be a little bit more creative with what right. I'm offering. So, yeah, so that's that's an example. That's of a great, the, great, great idea. Very innovative. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I really. How do you it. get that, Daph? How do you get that, that uh, bookmark? Is Amazon. It Amazon. No, 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 no. I'm saying like on the on the campaign. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> because if you wanted to make it, you can get the the, the oh, sleeves yeah. on Amazon. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, it either it either comes it, it comes as a set with that you can buy uh, one of the levels uh, comes with the the volume volume one with the bookmark, um, and uh, yeah, you can just get everything to you just get everything together <laughs> on awesome. a level. Yeah, no, you know. Oh, great. and also the thing is too is that just because I'm offering a trade doesn't mean I'm discontinuing the, the individual issues. So if, if you're coming to this campaign and you missed the previous, you missed the previous campaigns, but you still want to collect the individual issues, I have issues one through four on this campaign. I was originally supposed to discontinue everything and just stick with the trades, but I had so many people saying, ah, oh, could you kind of keen as we, we, we like collecting the, the, the comics, you know? So I got, you know what? You're right. There's no reason for me to discontinue these. The variant covers, yes, those are discontinued, but the individual issues, if you still want to get them, they are available on this campaign. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just like trying certain things. Yeah, I, I like I said, I was a little concerned about how a trade paperback was going to perform. So I, I tried to throw <laughs> as much as I could at it to kind of give it give it a little boost. And uh, like I said, the way it's performing, um, I was like, oh, okay, I, I guess I'm right. Yeah, no, it's good, it's good stuff. Are, are you gonna be compiling them every four? I yes. guess it's 15 issues, so you're gonna have to do a, a larger one at some point. Right, well, you, you see, that that's the thing, because yeah. it's like the more I work on the, the series, the more I'm kind of realizing I might have to add extra pages to that back end, because there's certain scenes or it's like oh it's like they're not really going to work out layout wise so i'm either going to have like a really really thick issue somewhere near the end or i might have an issue 16 i'm not sure i just haven't uh, gotten to that yet so um so either way that last issue is going to fill get filled out somehow because like i said there's certain scenes where i realize like yeah i can't be skimpy on those <laughs> no it's amazing yeah that's fantastic. Uh... But yeah, but uh, yeah, and and as uh, you you've seen, I mean, I've had these books proofed since last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, now um, yeah, I I'm very strict with that rule. That's why it's like my schedule is kind of like like that. I try to keep it like that uh, because I want to be as far ahead of myself as possible. Um, I mean, it's like just to give you, just to show you, um, for the. I already have a proof for issue five that comes after this campaign. 
Right. So right. this is so here you go. You're getting a sneak peek. This is uh, oh. this is the proof uh, for issue five. That that's very Beauty the Beast esque. Yes, it's very deliberate. <laughs> um, I love, um, I love referencing movies in in my uh, in in the in the story. Um, I make a lot of references, just like in Tall Tales. Um, there's a there's a lot of Disney references in Tall Tales. You know, I only I always tell people it's like find the Little Mermaid. Ariel is in Tall Tales. <laughs> yeah, you know, you have to go look. So that's um, fantastic. Yeah, so I'm always doing little references like that. So this is issue five, which comes out after. Uh, that's the campaign where this I'm launching sometime in November. And um, again, a little uh, a little exclusive here. This is going to be the this is the Jaden Lanning uh, nice. variant. Oh, so this is going to be man. the exclusive variant uh, for the campaign. Again, it's going to be like printed only to what <laughs> that's, uh, yeah <laughs> that, to uh, to the campaign. But this is issue five. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. So, that's uh, incredible. That's that's the does she do, the, does she do her own color? Yeah, she does. She does. Wow, yeah. she's fantastic. That's yeah, amazing. no, she really is. I mean, she did she did some artwork for me for the next campaign that is just mind blowing. I mean, yeah. it's like uh, she just gets better and better as as yeah. I you know do more you know as she as she does more and more work for me. I'm gonna have to keep that that girl busy. <laughs> yeah, I, I going back to going back to the story itself. Uh -huh, sure. I, I like some of the themes that. Mm -hmm. You that you've kind of, you know, thrown into the story. Alexandra, for example, yeah, yeah. she's the girl on the yeah. cover there that's uh -huh. marrying, yeah, or it looks like they're marrying. So that whole storyline, did yeah. that, did was that part of the original story, or was that something you came came up with, you know, later wow. on? Like, uh, I mean, it's like, like wow, it's like I'm trying to remember. I, I kind of. I mean, because the story changed so much over the years before yeah. I committed to it. Into like, like to give you an idea, like the first issue that I did for Eager Raven technically came out in two thousand. Mm. You know that I started right. uploading it online onto my website. You know, so it's like as far as I can remember, that whole storyline with Alexandria was pretty much that. That's kind of the trajectory how it went, that's where it's like great. Alexandria is a uh, is a baroness's uh, is a, is a baroness who is pretty much she gets Eager Raven entangled in this whole thing, trying to avoid an arranged marriage herself. And that's and, and she ends up putting Eager Raven on the pretty much on the spot. And that's where she gets the idea to train to become a knight. Right. Um, you know, thinking it's like, okay, this is my chance. It's like this is my chance um to, to maybe, you know, get something done here and fight the dragons, you know, because up until that point, I mean, it's like, you know, Eager Raven is exiled. You know, dragons take over her kingdom. Eager Raven is exiled. And, and it's like, and she literally doesn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is kind of like just an opportunity that just like is is forced onto her. And, and, and for a while, yeah. that, not to cut you off, for a while, yeah. it seemed like she wasn't going to do anything about it. Right. As I'm reading the story, right. it seemed like she was just going about her life. I mean, obviously, she's there with her uncle right. and everything yeah. like that. But then that happens and uh -huh. it's like, and, and the opportunity arises yeah. for her, like you said, train for, yeah. for, to be a knight, maybe gather an army and go right. back right, and, and fight those dragons. So, right. I mean, the pay, and, and what I, I, I'm saying is because 
I enjoyed the pacing right. at which you brought that along. It's almost like I forgot all about that. Right. I was just having a good time. She's uh-huh. hanging out with a fox. And he's a good archer, and you're chilling, right. Like, you know, like she's just hanging out, right? Yeah. It's like, like she's realizing that, you know, it's like, okay, maybe, you know, being here isn't that bad. Like, like right. because in the end, it's like, you know, she's not, ra- she's, she's raised to be royalty, not a fighter. And she you didn't know? feel like it's, she fed in. She, she right, fit exactly. in, in that environment either. So she was right. like, I don't fit in. So it's like, so now she finds herself yeah. in this whole thing where it's like, oh, what am I? Okay, so mm-hmm. all right, I, I'm I'm with these three chill guys. So I guess I might as well just chill <laughs> with them and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what happens is that this opportunity forces her to remember that it's like, you know what, you really kind of do have an obligation. Right, you know, to take care of. So well, you know, getting yeah. punched in the face. Yeah, exactly. Really, really turned <laughs> the tide. That'll make you up. That'll that, make you that'll up. That'll let you a little little punch in the face from a yeah. dude. Yeah, might, I, I might, mean, might do it. I, I mean, what's fun? People are a little surprised by that scene. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. It's like I, I just kind of have this whole thing, like just just a general story thing that it's like, oh, I love my character so much. It's time to do horrible things to them, you know, type of thing. <laughs> yeah, like, like that's kind of like how I see it. No, but, like, but I love, I love yeah. the way you pace that out, even because mm-hmm. the last panel on that page yeah. is her basically saying, "You know what? Nah, right. we're going to do this now." Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah, I, I yeah. do want the girl now. I didn't yeah. want her. I didn't want her before. Right. Now I want her. You know, it yeah, was like yeah. that kind of thing, and it was really yeah. well done. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, it's like. Uh, pacing the story is if if I got anything out of you know Will Eisner's class back at F- SBA <laughs> is learning to pace a story and yeah. and realizing that you, you can't just string images together they have to mean something together right. you know you're telling a story that's that's what makes comics so special um you know it's like what story are, are you telling because in the it's like I mean, I mean not to sidetrack but that's the reason why the whole ai thing like it doesn't really bother me personally no. because in the end you still have to tell a story it's too raw they, that, that yeah, thing it, can't do what you can do right exactly you, you know can't. it's like not so yet. well yeah. not yet but it's yeah. like but but like it you still the story still matters mm-hmm. it's it's not just like i said it's not just you know picture 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 and then it's like you know it's like no it's like the the one big thing that the, the one thing that i like to practice on is you know so I, I take a lot of wally wood um advice pretty much and and the and what i like to work on is stories that doesn't ha- that don't have dialogue in it so that like you should be able to tell your story before right. you put your dialogue in mm-hmm. you know so yeah. So that's kind of how I, I look at it first. It's like, okay, can I tell the, can I see what the story is? You know, I mean, I still need my dialogue. I still need, need you know, my, my story, but can I, can I still read the story without it? If I was mm-hmm. just looking at the pictures. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's part of the whole storytelling process as yeah. an artist, right? You yeah. have to be able yeah. to tell. And, and, that, and that's the thing. I, a lot of artists, you'll see a lot of artists who are incredible pinup artists. Yeah. And they do incredible covers. What up, Mike? Hey. But, but when it comes to telling a story, when it comes to to, to the actual pages, right. the actual, you know, yeah. panels, they get lost in that because they don't right. know how to, how to you know, 
right. do that. Well, but also it's not so much that they get lost in it. it is, it's more like the pages sell more. They, they sell for more money if they're all pretty and all pinups and stuff. So yeah. they're right. more concerned. So too many art. Well, I mean, at least back when, you know, it's like we saw way too many artists who were a little bit more concerned about the sellability of their pages rather than whether they were telling the story that they wanted yeah. or telling a story at all. I just, I just feel like, I just feel like a good, a great artist or a great comic book artist makes every panel look like, like a, like a panel you can put somewhere and sell it on its own. Like, and that's, that's the art. Yeah. That's the gift of a great, you know, like. No, you know, I, I don't artist. know because it's like because because conversely, it's like um, not every panel deserves that kind of detail, mm -hmm. and um, especially now that, especially lately, these past two and a half years, where I've been really cranking out this work, yeah. um, I'm actually trying to simplify my artwork. I mean, it, it's definitely like what I'm doing to like if you guys saw. Well, you're going to see issue six. I mean, the the look of it is so different than what I used to do on Tall Tales. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, it's just like, you, you know, it's like, I'm just realizing that it's like, you know what? It, it's like, yeah, simpli there, there is something to simplicity. I'll, I'll show you. You see that panel right. right there? Yeah. That's a simple panel. Yeah. But that panel right there, you could put it on a t-shirt and it sells. Well, well, you see yeah, what I'm saying? I, like, oh, it's okay. beautiful. Right. That's, that, yeah. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> Every panel, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking right. about. Like the simplicity. It doesn't have to be this dope dynamic right. panel on the top there. Right. It could just be this guy right there. Right. And that's beautiful. You know right. what I mean? Well, and here's also the thing, too. It's like, um, you know, it's like, I, I, it, just to paraphrase someone that I saw on Twitter, it's like dopey panel designs don't necessarily make for good storytelling. True. You know, so, you, you yeah. know, so, so it's like. It, you know, it's like so. Yeah, so everything that I put on paper, especially nowadays, is like, am I telling the story in this panel? Right. Right. You know, um, right. and also the thing is, by simplifying my details, I actually find myself being more detailed, but in a different way, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. now all my lines have to mean something, which is something right. that that drove. Uh, Will Will Eisner kept hammering that in me. It's like you know, stop doing all the doohickey lines. You know, it's like you know, it's like your lines have to mean something, right. you know. And right. and that's funny because now it's like going, oh, that's what he meant. <laughs> that's what he's talking. About. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man, this looks great. That this book looks amazing. I can't wait to Thank see you. the finished pro product that you have. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, and, and if you haven't done so yet, guys, and you're watching, right. check out the Kickstarter. It's live right now. We have we do have a link in the chat. Nice. If you guys want to check that out. But that this is this is amazing. Right. So tw September twenty third is when it ends. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, have, I have a little over two weeks left. Which, That's like right. I said, to be where I'm at and and to have two weeks left is like it's crazy. I wasn't expecting to go this far on a trade paperback. Yeah. So I'm like going. I'm like, oh my god, where is this going? <laughs> where is yeah. ending up? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I look like I have everything planned, but you know, I, I'm flying <laughs> on the seat of my pants here. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Good stuff. Thank no, you. I think you've done a fantastic job. I think your strategy um, is smart. I think every time you. you launch a new campaign, you have a new approach or yeah. something unique. I'm always for that changing. Specific. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think, it, and that's what works. I think it's, um, you know, it isn't stale. It isn't stagnant. Um, I think. I think you put your readers first. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's why you're so successful with your crowdfunding huh. campaigns. Well, I, 
I'm only putting out what I want to read. I, I, you know, you know, it's like this is the book I want to read, and I'm just fortunate that I'm like hitting the same buttons that a lot of people want to read too. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, it's it's you know, it's like, yeah, I always say it's like, oh, I I create for an audience of one, but it's actually a lot nicer to share it with people. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you yeah. so much, Paul. I appreciate oh, thank you. you. That. Yeah, no, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. But yeah, Daph, so, so you want to give us the pitch? Oh, yeah, the, so the pitch. Gonna, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna give you we're gonna give you the camera. You're gonna do your thing. You right. know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, because you would think uh, you know, I, I would have this memorized by now, right? <laughs> so yeah, so it's like so yeah, so uh, I'm on this is day 15 for Eagle Raven Air the First Unicorn, the first trade, uh, the first trade. Um, and the prequel story because you need the prequel story because unicorn girls don't come out of nowhere. So you need that prequel story. Um, and I just want to thank everybody who's supported the campaign so far. Um, we still have a couple of uh, stretch goals to unlock. We have uh, we have the art print. We have a really sexy metal bookmark, the 100 sticker, uh, the 100 backer sticker goal. So let's go see how far this campaign can go. But yes, Eater Raven, Air the First Unicorn, is the story of a unicorn princess exiled into the mortal realm after she is betrayed by her elf prince husband-to-be. Dragons overtake her kingdom. And but... But she finds herself training to become a knight so that she can, you know, hopefully win the, the uh, you know, win a king's favor and win back her kingdom. You know, will Eager Raven find the strength to tap into the unknown power within her to return to her life as a future queen? Or will she find herself pulled back into the human world she was originally forced into? Who knows? Maybe she'll actually like being, you know, hanging out with the peoples instead of, you know, shitty elves and dragons, you know, or something. Who knows? You know, things change, but that's part of the story, right? It's like, how does our hero change over the course of the story? So it's like, yeah, so follow along issues one through four, Eagle Raven Air the First Unicorn in its first trade paperback. There's more coming. It's out of a 15 issue series. And like I said, thank you very much for everybody uh, for supporting the campaign. I can't thank you guys enough for that. So <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. There you yes. go. Uh, <laughs> <I'm sold>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Dad, for being on here. Oh, and, thank you. Know, you. Enlightening us with this story and, and your process. And the I'm, I'm always intrigued by people's writing process because you know, there's no wrong, there's no right way to do it, I guess. Right. It's just I mean, it is, it's, it yeah, exactly. Is. It's, it's, it's literally whatever works for you. You know, it's like, are you telling the most important thing is like, are you telling the story you want to tell? Right. You know, that's it. It's like, regardless of the audience, regardless of, I mean, it's like, look, all that stuff is technical stuff, you know, the whole marketing and everything. But in the end, it always boils down to, are you telling the story you want to tell? And honestly, with this book, hell yeah, <laughs> I am definitely oh, yeah. telling the story I want to tell. Good job. Good so. job. <laughs> Thank you for being on, Daph. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. It's like, so, uh, yeah, so we'll... Well, we'll definitely do this again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's going thank on, you, Barney? Anyway, Barney? Thank you, Barney. What's up, Barney? Uh, oh, yes. man. No, but thank you. Thank you. And Leah, you're right. We're going to do it again. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I don't right. know. Maybe November. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. All right, Daph. Have a good night. Thank you. All right. You. So you have a good night, too. You, too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oops. Oh, oh, oh. oh. There, there. How you doing? <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> 
Oh, so you know that was Daphne Lage, and again now she's up to ninety-two backers now. So we got a a backer doing the show. So you know, thank you for supporting the campaign. Um, No, again, um, you know, it's uh, this is someone who's a true professional, um, an independent, true professional who takes her her craft seriously. Um, And again, she writes because she loves what she does, and she loves to create. And I think, you know, she said it. You know, the 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 audience of one. there's that is what trickle down effect where if when people recognize the passion and love that you put into your project, they will embrace it. And that's what's happening. Yeah. Now she's listening. She does all of it. She, she, you know, draws it, writes it, colors it, letters it. I mean, she does it all. And to be this far into it. Yeah. I mean, these pages are, are incredible guys. So just make, check that out. It's, it's beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no big shout out to Daph. She's been doing this. For a while she knows what she's doing you know she's a professional like you said sam and i i can't wait i can't wait to see where eagle raven goes yeah so yeah, yeah. thank you thank you so much for coming on yeah. and don't forget guys right sam what what they gotta do go sign up yeah sign up have you signed up for the launch of there's an alien in my toilet issue number three i chihuahua duty finally meets humans he gets into a house and uh, there's a chihuahua named Herman who thinks Duty's a talking jalapeno, and so the rivalry begins. This one is funnier. This is it takes off. You thought the first two were funny. This one's gonna have you giggling all the way to work, and they're gonna your boss is gonna be like, "Why is he giggling so much?" He says, "Because I was talking or reading about Duty." Um, and uh, so yes, and there's a double feature uh, that she is, my friend, that she is, and it's a double feature. There's Duty Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. This is dope. Um, there's a lot of great stuff coming from this campaign and just want to say thank you to the 123 people who have signed up already um you know i am in awe i am honored i am humbled by that that, i mean i've never expected that many people um to sign up and so thank you so much and um i'm excited man i'm excited about that so sign up if you haven't done so the link is in the summary um and uh get it popping that's right that's right and i thank you everyone who joined us here on this live stream thank you so much to everybody who was in the chat and participated. If you haven't done so yet, you're in the chat, but you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Word. Check that out. You know, make sure you you share it out to your friends. Say, yo, these guys do really cool interviews with some indies, man. Check that out. Share it out and uh, let people know we're out there. We're out there. And don't forget, like even for myself, go to get, where is it? Go to getyourmeds.com and uh, pick up some of these t-shirts. Believe nothing. Let's go. Let's do it. And yes. that's what I got tonight, mm-hmm. Sammy. That's all I got. That's all I got. And uh, join us tomorrow night where we'll be here back live with Philip yep. Russert to talk about tragedy. Um, his campaign on Kickstarter, he's also killing it on Kickstarter as well. So there will not be a morning brew on Thursday morning because I will be on a plane. But uh, they will be we'll be back next Thursday with the morning brew. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, with that said, I'm saying the crazy man, Vera. George the Dream of Medina. And we are now I'm talking about my friend Aquis. I met him the other Say my name, say my name. Right? <laughs> this is what you were thinking? Oh, my God. He said, I'm the idiot. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze.